Boy, I better go to sleep early tonight. I gotta get up early tomorrow. You know, I should have a couple of beers. Oh, boy, if I do, though, I, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be. I mean, I, I don't want to feel sick, uh, you know. I need to get a good rest tonight. Boy, it's pretty hot out today. I better turn the air conditioning on. You know, oh, boy. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go take a step outside for a bit before I, before I do this. It's too nice of a day to be sitting inside doing a podcast. But you know what? I... Yeah, no, I think, you know what, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do the podcast instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more important. I got to talk about. I got to talk about this subject with people. It's it's very, very, very critical. Very important stuff. Look, people don't really think about this stuff that I'm that I'm thinking about. I I got to get it out there. I got to talk about it. Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Now, of course, that was all staged. Uh, could you imagine if? Uh, you know, we could all read each other's minds. You know, how chaotic would that seem? What kind of world would this be? There would be no individuality. Uh, you, everyone would know everything that anybody else is thinking. It would be all working toward one goal, uh, forcibly, basically. You know, your thoughts would not be your own. It would be shared with everything, you know, all the other beings. I mean, and, you know, who, I don't know how that would work. But apparently, that's what is going on with these alien visitors they are they are able to read minds how they have accomplished this is unknown did they evolve into this i mean over time over millions of years did they just develop this ability or it was something that was implanted into them you know some sort of technology that they're using to uh, achieve this uh this ability it's just incredible i mean i I, I just can't imagine how it worked. Now there are some human beings or, or, uh, who claim to be telepathic, who are able to read other people's minds. I really haven't seen, you know, definitive proof of this. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't know. I mean, these beings apparently are able to do it. So I guess a human. I mean, if a if a human being is able to uh, read w the words that a an alien being is is you know zipping into his his or her brain, well. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, we would have that ability too. Maybe it's just uh, suppressed at this point in our development. Who knows? I don't know. But they are able to do this. Um, and you got to wonder, like, that's a big time advantage. I mean, in one way, in one way it is, but I mean, I don't think I'd want to live my life like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd be all, all your whole, all the time, you'd be constantly, you know, it'd be constant hearing thoughts from your fellow beings all the time. I mean, it would be just, I don't see how you could ever shut it down. I mean, how could you shut it down? Maybe there's, if it's technologically induced, maybe then that way you could shut it down somehow. But who knows? Uh, it's just one of those questions that uh, is just hanging out there that we don't have an answer to at this point. Um, but uh, we might get an answer to that at some point, actually, because um, if these things take over, like some people think that's what's going to happen if they if they are here and this is a colonization pro program that's going on um you know all you know one day you might wake up and you might be getting messages sent to your brain telling you hey buddy guess what it's over uh we're in charge now and you're waiting when it'd be wondering where's that sound coming from you're going to realize wait a minute that's that's in my head you know i i guess we don't know the you know how, how powerful is this ability of theirs i mean what's what's the range you know like if i needed if somebody was that i know was like two or three blocks up the street from my house and i don't have a cell phone to contact that that person i mean i have to stand on my porch and you know yell at them um 
you know, and maybe they'll hear me. But if you're a telepathic alien, I mean, you probably just sit where you're sitting and just start thinking about that particular being you want to get in contact with and somehow it works. Or, you know, maybe you, 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 you just you think of a thought, you, you start thinking of a particular being and that, that you want to talk to and, and that message gets passed through to a whole bunch of other beings before it finally hits the one that you're trying to reach. You know, it's almost like uh, individuals, each being represents an individual uh, cell phone tower. I don't know. It's all speculation. But the, the reality is, is that these beings, per, you know, exhibit telepathic communication. I think it's something that we should think about because, you know, I, I wonder if there's a way to interfere with that. Um, you know, how, how do you, maybe that be a way of defeating them if there would be some way of stopping them from communicating with each other? Because right now that would be a tremendous advantage. I mean, just we, we can't, you know, it's not like... Uh, uh, the National Security Agency or something be able, a, able to, uh, you know, tap in anybody's cell phone they want to and listen to what conversations being, uh, or what kind of conversations are being uh, had, right? It's not like we can do that, but maybe there's something else we could do if we could understand even how they're doing it. But it's a major advantage that they have. And you wonder, um, at the same time, I mean, if these things did uh, evolve from insects, um, I mean, apparently the the you know when you look at the command structure of of these aliens i mean you have the little grays who seem to do the menial work like you know grabbing the you know the the person they're going to abduct and then you have the taller grays who you know do the interrogation and the experiments and everything else on board while the uh praying mantis you know oversees everything so it seems like the praying mantis ones are in charge and you wonder you know is that what's going on here you know these little gray beings and the, and the taller grays. What if actually they are, um, you know, they are the product of a hybridization program themselves? Maybe a hybridization program involving us, or possibly other humanoids from other planets. Uh, and basically, what what's going on here is these uh, praying mantis beings have created these things to basically as slaves. You know, you, you know, over millions of years hundreds of thousands of years who knows and that's what's going on like a lot of people do consider them to be you know almost like robots in a way you know flesh and blood robots but robots nonetheless and could they have been created and and they were somehow endowed with this telepathic gift that they inherited from the their makers the praying mantis or ants or whatever like some people say they look like ants to me they a lot of most people say they look like praying mantises they do look like praying mantises um and if that's what they are you know and they're able to do this well i don't know we're in trouble i guess i guess it's just something to think about just another you know another issue to be concerned with actually that they could communicate telepathically it's not a good thing i mean look what and actually uh it seems like they have the ability not only you know to communicate telepathically but of course they could actually shut you down and basically how you have no idea that you're even being uh abducted a lot of times even people who are in the vicinity of a person who's about to get abducted those somehow these alien beings are able to shut them down shut their minds off like a switch turning off you know turning a light off so uh it's amazing the stuff that they get the power that they have over our mental capacities it's it's a scary thought actually and uh you you would hope 
that the Pentagon, I'm sure people in the Pentagon have been looking at this and are aware of this and are hopefully somebody, you know, you would think. I could understand why they're not, uh, why they wouldn't want to tell us about this if it's true, if it is, you know, if, you know, if they, they, you know, if they, if these beings are here to colonize the planet, I can understand them not telling us that, you know, and they're here to, you know, feed on the, you know, blood of other animals. Uh, if that's the case and they don't want to tell us, tell us that because of that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes more sense than anything else with regard to the cover up. But you would hope that are all these years, they realize, they understand that these beings can communicate telepathically. And maybe, maybe they've been trying to develop some sort of method where they could uh you know scramble their signals somehow uh you would hope you would hope uh but they're not going to tell us that maybe that's one of the reasons for keeping a secret because that's what the government's doing behind the scenes they're trying to develop methods to combat these things and if they were to tell us if they were to say to the world hey yeah there's uh, alien beings here and they're here to colonize the planet it looks like they want to kick us off and they're going to enslave some of us they're going to you know uh you're, you they're doing this hybridization program to get their uh their little gray guys uh, more uh, uh, depth for living in on this world and that's what that's all about so we're trying to figure out a way to uh you know stop uh their their uh telepathic uh abilities uh maybe this way we could stop them from taking over the world well if they were you, know, you can understand why they were not going to come out and say something like that because if they did they'd be spilling the beans to the aliens right but would it really matter i mean if you're thinking about doing something like that if they could read your mind and they could basically travel anywhere they ho- they hover over all of our military facilities apparently they shut down nuclear weapons at nuclear silos so i'm not sure if that's you know if you're thinking about doing that uh they wouldn't they think they know about it you know, i mean i am not only that but if even if even if you're not thinking about doing that right you think i'm sure that they have a contingency a contingency plan in place in the event that we ever did try to figure something in like uh, out this to prevent them from communicating with each other telepathically but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I, I could tell you as a human being, I would not want to live in a world where all you're hearing is the, the chatter of everyone's thoughts constantly, you know, bombarding your brain cells on, on, on a regular 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, basis. It would, you know, drive you crazy, you would think. It just wouldn't be, you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to think. You know, I was just, you, you, I was reading uh, some segments in uh, David Jacobs' The Threat, which is about the, you know, was written in the late night. Was published in the late nineties about alien abductions and um, and basically the he came to the conclusion in this book that the uh, aliens are going. There's going to be some change. I've, I've have talked about this before. There's going to be some change where the aliens take control, right? Where they where they basically they they, they take off the mask and they say that that's it. We're in charge now. Basically, that was the whole gist of it. And, uh, you know, of course, in this book, it detailed the, uh, the abilities, the telepathic abilities, uh, they, they have these ability to stare in your face and, you know, give you, uh, you know, put memory, put ideas and, and visions into your brain in, in addition to be in addition to communication. So they have a lot of abilities with their brains, apparently. But, uh, but they're t- in one part of this, in one part of that book, they were talking about how, uh, in the future, uh, that we're not going to have memories like we have now. Like, you know, when you think fondly back on people in your life that are gone now or, uh, or you know, memories, you know, you're not going to have that in, in the future. So meaning that when they take over and uh, it's just the aliens in control with uh, the hybrids is, 
you know, and aliens and hybrids and then some of the abductees. And it doesn't say anything about non-abductees, so I guess they're expendable. I don't know what they plan on doing with them, according to this book. It's, the, the, the aliens never talk about non-abductees in the, as part of the future. So I'm assuming that they're going to, you know, get rid of them somehow. I don't know. If you're not an alien abductee, then uh, you're, you're going to be out of luck when, when, when the shoe finally drops, apparently, according to this book. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all scary. I mean, I, that, so if that means if they take over, then the whole world, everyone's going to communicate here. It, any human beings that are left are going to be getting uh, issued orders and commands by, through some sort of uh, telepathy from these beings, from telepathic messages that are going to be conveyed by these uh, our our uh, conquerors, if you will. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I know some people don't like to say that, but uh, I'm going to say it because basically that's what it would be. They're just they're taking over, and if that's what indeed is happening. But it's a scary thought, you know. It's something to think about. Uh, don't think too hard about it though, because uh, uh, it's it's scary. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Okay, I want to talk about a recent revised statement I received from uh, uh, my anonymous source, the one I always uh, talk about on here. Um, this person is a ex-military electronics engineer who did work for various government agencies and defense contractors, um, and uh, including DARPA, NASA, the CIA, and also defense contractors who did all kinds of work like that. And now he's retired. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't want, you know, he just, but he has some ideas. I understand. You know, he said he doesn't want the phone calls. You know, he doesn't want his colleagues, you know, call, contacting him and say, hey, what the hell are you doing? You know, so um, so he wants to get his messages out privately. And he contacts me. And I have asked, I've actually talked to this person on the phone. This person is a real person. And, uh, I know sometimes people ask me about this and no, no, this guy, you know, I, I've, I've received the adequate information that shows that he says who he, you know, who he was or who, he, you know, he's retired now, but I, I, I've seen, uh, enough information to know that he's, uh, telling the truth about his background. Anyhow, uh, basically, uh, he sent me another, uh, basically a statement. It was a revised statement. He actually sent me something similar before, and I just want to, uh, we'll go over it right now and uh, see what you think. A History of Deception The passage of Truman's National Security Act of 1947 created the NSA and the CIA and a new level of internal secrecy to be called compartmentalized special access programs. These would be funded entirely off the books in order to remain completely hidden from any accounting or governmental oversight. As we have now learned, one of the first programs of this type was Majestic 12. Now let's return to July 8, 1947 for some brief details about the handling of the Roswell materials. Major Marcel brought some of the debris to base commander 
Colonel Blanchard, who thought it was a great discovery. He informed Public Information Officer Lieutenant Walter Howe to issue a press release stating that a flying saucer had just been recovered near Roswell, New Mexico. Major Marcel was then ordered to fly the materials to Fort Worth to be delivered to General Roger Ramey. Once there, he was told by Ramey that a cover-up story had to be concocted to the effect that the debris was only the wreckage of a weather balloon. Ramey then had debris from a weather balloon scattered on the floor of his office and invited the press to take photographs. This proved to be very effective and public attention seized for many years. However, in one of the photos taken that day, computer enhancement now enables us to read part of a teletype message that General Ramey is holding in his hand. Bits and pieces of that message tell a very different story. Some of the phrases which are visible include the following. Disc is next new find, the victims of the wreck, the disc they will ship, or C-47 right AF, Roswell, CIC team said this, imitate meaning of story, send out PR of weather balloon, they add land different crews. The photographic enlargement of this teletype message, as held by General Ramey in his office on July 9, 1947, is now in the public domain and available for viewing. Clearly, Ramey is being told to send the materials to Wright-Patterson and to create the weather balloon cover story. For any not familiar with military jargon, a C-47 is a transport aircraft. AF means airfield, CIC means the counterintelligence corps, and PR means press release. Within days, the alien disc and bodies were delivered to Wright-Patterson, which at that time was one of the Air Force's premier technical and scientific facilities. The commander of the base was General Nathan Twining, who later in 1947 issued the infamous Twining-Shulgin memo. General Shulgin was a, the commander of Army Air Force intelligence at that time. The memo said, Flying discs are something real, not fictitious or imaginary. It went on to describe the discs in some detail, then instructed Shulgin to report any new sightings that might occur. This memo is not a hoax or a bogus document. It was released from the National Archives in Washington, D.C. many years later as a result of a Freedom of Information Act request. Unfortunately, the public continued to report UFOs and concern was mounting, so even while Twining was alerting Shulgin to the fact that UFOs were indeed real, he received orders to perform a study which would refute their existence and quiet things down. Therefore, General Twining initiated Project Sign. And in 1949, Air Force Intelligence at Wright-Patterson issued a report which said the, that virtually all UFOs were attributable to ordinary causes and were of no concern. Now, I just want to stop there for a second and say here of, of no, they were of no real concern, actually. Uh, actually, that, that uh, Project Sign actually determined that, there, uh, that they, they concluded that these objects were interplanetary, that they were coming from in from outer space. That's what, that, that's what they determined. But that report never made it to the public. Uh, it made it to the highest echelons of the Pentagon, and then it was batted back down. And then, of course, you know, nothing came out of it, just like it says here. Uh, anyway, continuing. Project Sign failed to alleviate public anxiety, so another report was deemed necessary. Once again, the task fell to General Twining. He initiated Project Grudge in 1949, which concluded decisively that there was absolutely no evidence that UFOs exist, and such reports were due entirely to misidentifications, hoaxes, or people suffering from mental illness. General Twining is believed to be one of the original members of Majestic 12. He went on to become chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. 
Another original member was Secretary of Defense James Forrestal. He advocated revealing the truth of UFOs to the American people, but it never happened. Uh, I just want to stop there for a second. Now, I don't know anything about that. I've never read that. James Forrestal, I, that, that's, that's just rumor. Uh, from what what many people believe, I mean, I think it's it's not you know some people have have, have thought this, but whether it's true or not, uh, it's unknown. Apparently, he did suffer from mental illness, and I, I could tell you, mental illness could happen to anybody. Actually, and, and you know, it doesn't matter if you're the uh, def- secretary of defense or you're uh, a homeless person on the street. It doesn't matter who you are. Mental illness could strike at, at you know anyone. Anyway, continuing. Uh, Forrestal advocated revealing the truth of UFOs to the American people, but it never happened. Instead, he fell to his death from a window of Bethesda Naval Hospital in 1949. Although deemed a suicide at the time, it is now regarded as very suspicious. Indeed, I'll stop there for a second. Indeed, it is regarded as very suspicious. I mean, I mean, if you read the circumstances of this guy's suicide, I mean, for one thing, if he was he was you know suffering from mental illness, why we why did they have him on? Uh, you know, so high up in a building. I mean, he should have been on a lower floor. So, you know, jumping from a building, you know, wouldn't be an option for him. But, you know, you know, and and actually there were other, other aspects. If you read about his death, it was very suspicious. Anyway, continuing. Public concern over UFOs continued into the 1950s, especially following the 1952 mass overflight of the United States Capitol. Therefore, in 1952, yet another UFO investigation began with the name of Project Blue Book. As usual, it was managed at Wright-Patterson, and again, it concluded that there was absolutely no evidence that UFOs were extraterrestrial spacecraft or represented any threat to national security. Reports of UFOs increased during the 1960s, so the next time... The next, excuse me, so the next attempt to discredit them was the so-called Condon Report. It was funded by the United States Air Force from 1966 to 1968. The new wrinkle would be the idea of using allegedly objective independent scientists, in this case from the University of Colorado. Not surprisingly, the conclusion was that all UFO reports were absolute nonsense and were unworthy of further study. Now, just to be fair here, there were quite a few uh, investigators and scientists uh, that uh, participated in the Condon report, and and uh, th- they were very upset with Condon's conclusion uh, because there were op- obviously there were objects that were unexplainable, and 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 they felt uh, necessary of scientific investigation. But Condon, uh, you know, I don't know, apparently under orders from somebody, you know, probably the Air Force. The Air Force didn't want to deal with this anymore, so uh, you know that's what happened there. During the 1970s, UFO reports continued unabated and mutilations of cattle also started to appear. In order to suppress such news, men in black, probably CIA, visited radio and TV stations and suggested that they present UFO reports in a comic way, implying that people who made them were all kooks of one sort or another, while cattle mutilations were to be blamed on satanic cults. It was strongly implied that a failure to cooperate could result in the loss of their FCC broadcasting license. Now, actually, I've heard of stuff like that happening before the 70s, actually in the 50s, actually in the 40s, actually started in Roswell. It was going on for quite a long time. I don't think that happens anymore. Uh, You don't really hear of anything like that. There's no stories that come out like that. But hey, who knows? Anyway, continuing. As the 2000s began, UFO reports continued to increase and more alien craft kept appearing every day. In addition, new technologies such as cell phone cameras and more advanced radar on Navy planes and ships yielded reports of even higher quality and credibility. 
The FBI now had over 10,000 cattle mutilation reports on file, and human abduction therapy groups were springing up in every major city around the country to try to help victims recover. And actually, I believe that those uh, therapy groups were, were springing up actually since the 80s, uh, from what I understand. Anyway, continuing. In 2017, several videos taken by Navy aircraft were revealed to the public, which showed UFOs maneuvering in ways that clearly exceeded our own capabilities. In addition, a story appeared in the New York Times about a Department of Defense program called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was allegedly in possession of a body of evidence the military had been collecting about UFOs. This briefly stimulated public curiosity and caused some elected officials to demand answers. As a result, a hearing was held in May of 2022 in which two representatives of the military appeared. They repeated the usual explanations, stating that the objects might be drones or balloons and didn't seem to pose any threat to national security. Well, I'm going to stop there for a second. I mean, the reason that, you know, I think that what, what the message is that they're not sure uh, that they, whether they pose a threat to national security or not. They're, they're trying to determine that. They don't know. Uh, anyway, continuing. After further questioning the witnesses, after further questioning, the witnesses admitted the objects might be extraterrestrial spacecraft, but claimed to have no information about cases which occurred prior to 2004, nor did they know about cattle mutilations, human abductions, crash retrievals, or the like. In the end, the hearing produced absolutely nothing new or useful. And that is, let me just stop there for a second. That is absolutely true. It did not uh, give, give, give the public anything. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, for them to say that they're not aware of all these other things, human abductions and crash you know crashes and mutilations you know to say that i mean i mean that that's I, I just can't imagine that people in the pentagon are completely ignorant of these uh uh things that go on uh with that are related obviously to these uh ufos anyway continuing and so the cover-up continues for over 70 years the military and intelligence services have discredited humiliated and threatened american citizens manipulated the media and kept the bulk of our elected officials in the dark in order to maintain this incredible level of secrecy. But what could possibly justify such a thing? The idea they simply can't admit we don't control our, our own airspace is ridiculous. The theory that the oil companies are paying them to conceal some new type of free energy is even more ludicrous. The, came, the claim that we have to beat the Russians to reverse engineer alien technology or they might gain control of the planet is yet another bit of total nonsense. The alien technology is thousands of years beyond anything we can reverse engineer. And what would it matter if the Russians knew we were working on it or not? I'm sure they know just as well as we do that it's an impossible job. The only thing we really could have accomplished successfully is the analysis of an alien body, which clearly would have produced some very powerful insights I suggest that the American people stop waiting for a disclosure that will never come and just examine the evidence and draw their own conclusions. The only explanation that makes sense is that there's something so terrible, horrible, and frightening going on that it would cause a catastrophic social collapse if it became known. And if hearing that our planet is being colonized by a race of alien creatures who feed on human and animal blood isn't sufficient, then the idea that more may be on the way would certainly do it. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's it's scary, you know. I mean, he, he has the perspective that uh, that these things are here, to, you know, to, to basically colonize the planet, and 
basically he doesn't think that there's going to be a disclosure. You know, I'm a little bit more optimistic than he is, but, uh, you know, everyone's different and everyone's entitled to her opinion. I, I, I agree with him in one sense, if this is the case, right, if these things are here for this, for this purpose, which it actually seems to me when you really think about it, when you think, when you put all the evidence together and you really think about it, it makes the most sense. I think this is the most uh, credible, you know, reasoning, the most credible explanation that we have, basically. I, I, I don't see anything that comes close to matching this. I mean, everything, anything else that people brought forward never really made any sense, but this one does make sense. That's why they could be here, is to basically colonize this planet. And they're just waiting for the rest of their buddies to arrive. Maybe it takes a long time, and we're talking traveling through, you know, who knows how many miles through space to get here, how many light years, who knows. Uh, and and that that would be I mean let's 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 change let's put the shoe on a different foot here. If it was us trying to go to another world, uh, like say at some point this Earth becomes just unbearable for the human race to survive. It gets too hot, you know, and we're all dying. Um, you know, we need to get out of here, and we have the technology to do it. We're going to figure out how to get out of here, but it, it's going to take a lot of time to get the entire population up and out of here. I mean, it's going to be a lot of ships, a lot of building, a lot of work. I mean, it's just not something that happens overnight. Okay, these things apparently have been with us forever. I mean, for as, long, as far as we know, but it seems like since 1947, uh, their presence increased. And it seems like it's been ever increasing since that point. And there's been a lot of weird other anomalies that go along with it that have cropped up over the last 75 years. Okay, there was the, you know, starts off with first people start seeing humanoids standing out by ships. Then there's then then there's cattle mutilations and and and, and alien abductions. You know, they're, they're, they've been playing games with our military aircraft and naval vessels. Uh, you know, they're most, they're seeing a lot of, over the ocean going in going in and out of water you know basically the the objects they fly around in are transmedium probably everything you know we all you know probably everything they have is probably transmedium they probably could go into water atmosphere air and space it's probably the works you know they probably all are, are operating deluxe versions of these craft and you know and and this whole hybridization thing then that you know that's the big mystery i mean and what exactly is that all about i mean how if that's real and that means there's you know a lot of people suspect in fact i talked about this before james fox the documentary filmmaker who's responsible for pretty good documentary mo uh, movies about ufo's including the phenomenon from 2020 which was great and uh he he's done this he's coming out with a new film about a uh, something that happened a, a crash in, in in south america and that's going to be interesting i'm looking forward to seeing that but he actually stated he was talking to some people who you know people that you, he can't say their names but they're, apparently they're from the pentagon it said these things are walking among us you know and they they're serious about it there's they're among us they know i mean there's people i mean actually i would have to guess at this point that our people in our Pentagon are uh, understand that these things are among us. So what is that? That that's going to play some part in this colonization at some point, right? So it's been going on for generations now. Apparently, this hybridization program, and we we we, we know it. We know at least the, one of them definitely happened in 1957, right? And and you know we know about and then in the early 60s with the Hills. And, and it's been, you know, people, it happened to a lot of people, started happening to a lot of people, a lot of people start coming forward about it. Uh, some people, you know, want to keep 
anonymous, of course. I mean, I would, I'd, you know, it's be, I could understand how somebody would want to, you know, retain their anonymity when it comes to something like this. So that makes sense. I mean, and there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people who never told anybody about this that it has happened to. So if that's what's been going on all these generations, I mean, how many, and, and, and some of these beings now that, that there's, there's basically beings among us that are half alien and half human and they have the same abilities as the humans and, and they're probably placed in different strategic points across the globe at this point or or maybe they're maybe they're not maybe they're only at a certain time they'll be deployed I, who knows how what, how this works right but what's their purpose what's their purpose i, I mean uh, are they going to help facilitate this change that's going to come like some believe um yeah, and I, I can understand. I, I, here, here's the thing, you know, in a way, this statement that we're talking about here from my anonymous friend, um, you know, it does make a lot of sense. And, you know, the second, even if even if they don't say this, see, the problem is, this is why I have a I have trouble believing at some points that disclosure will ever happen because the second the somebody from the Pentagon says. It might be extraterrestrial, right? Because that's they don't they never go there if you ever noticed that. But the second they do go there, right? You know, that's you're just you're at the top of that getting over the hump. You're right at the top of the hump. Then the moment they say that, then a lot of people are going to start wondering, and they're and they're going to come up with the same kind of conclusions as my anonymous friend here who sent this statement. And that's the thing, and that's why it's so hard. You know, I mean. It's so hard to disclose this if this is the case, and it probably is, or something like this. It's something bad. It could be something bad that's not good for the human race, for the future of the human race. At the same time, right, we need to face it, right? I mean, what is the good of sitting back all these decades doing nothing and just because if something does happen when if, if this in, in fact is the case, right, there's going to be a panic one way or the other. You might as well get it over with. You know, this way, maybe the world as a whole could figure something out. Maybe not. I mean, if you're dealing with a race that's hundreds of thousands of years more advanced or maybe millions of years more advanced than we are, then maybe there is no figuring it out. But I think that's why disclosure is necessary. I understand where my anonymous friend here is coming from when he states that, uh, you know, they're not going to say it because this is the reason, you know, that they're drinking or hear the feed i mean we sh we shouldn't really be afraid of that i mean i i've said this before now if that's the if that is the case we shouldn't be not we should not be afraid of it i mean because look at we look at us i mean we're a lot of there, of course there's vegetarians and whatnot but i mean a lot of us are carnivores let's face it i mean we're eating hamburgers and hot dogs every day um so I mean, okay, so these things, I mean, I know all these animals that we have, our dogs, our cats, they all eat meat, right? So that's that's no big surprise, really, okay? If they're, they're killing the cattle, now, the, uh, he suspects that there are actually some, there's some alien or human mutilations occur where, their blood, where they're draining the blood of humans. Okay, well, okay, I guess we got to deal with it. I mean, it's if that's happening, okay, it's happening. That's all part of it. You know, we're all growing up now. We we need to talk about it. If that's what this is, we still need to talk about it. Disclosure is still important. So no matter what, I think we need to have this conversation. We need to have disclosure. We need to get it out. I think that's what we're starting to see. It looks very promising right now. 
I mean, especially with Congress right now, we're, you know, they, they passed that amendment uh, that will, you know, the whistleblower uh, uh, will give whistleblowers, you know, the ability to come out and say stuff without having to worry about getting arrested. Um, that's great. You know, and once that bill finally passes, you know, within the Senate and then it's signed by the president, then that means, you know, we might start seeing some things. Maybe we won't. But hey, people who uh, have access to this, to some, some, you know, hard evidence, you know, might come forward. We'll, we'll just have to see. This person, my anonymous source, doesn't believe that, doesn't think that's going to happen. And maybe he's right. Again, it's all anything that we're talking about here is all pure speculation. I think that's one of the things about, oh, you know, a lot of people out there, right, actually, they, they talk like indefinites all the time. You see a lot of people out there talking indefinites, like they know this and they know that, and this is what the, the reality is. You know, there's no such thing as UFOs. There's no such thing as aliens. I mean, you know, that you just you get that all the time, right? So, and, and they know for sure, right, they seem. But, you know, no, they don't. Nobody knows for sure. I, I know one thing for sure because, I you know, I have the benefit of having seen one of these craft up close. Of course, I've talked about that all the time. But uh, a lot of these people just have no idea what they're talking about. Um, and uh, that's why it's important to get, you know, the truth out. So one way or the other, the truth as, as, as much as we know of it. I mean, because there's no way even our military, the people in the Pentagon that's been covering this up for all these decades, they could not know everything at this point. They just could not. So, uh, again, I, I agree at some points of, of, this, uh, of this statement uh, from my anonymous friend, but uh, I don't know if I agree with all of it. And I guess we'll just have to, we're going to find out uh, maybe what will come to pass. Uh, at the same time, you know, you should draw your own conclusions. I mean, the evidence is strong. And there should be only one conclusion that you draw, actually. Um, he says, he states here, I suggest that the American people stop waiting for a disclosure that will never come and just examine the evidence and draw their own conclusions. There is only one conclusion. There's something here. The question is, well, what are they doing here? That's the question. They're, they're here. Take it from me. I'm telling you, they're here. You know, I saw a craft. I saw one of these. One of these beings was in my room when I was a kid. There's no doubt about it. And there's just too much evidence to support this that they are here. But the, the conclusion, you to, the conclusion you need to draw is you have to think about is what he's saying here is why are they here? Why are they here? They're they're not here just to fly around, right? They're, they're here to do something else. They're here too long. If this was just some sort of a study, uh, you know. It should have been over a long time ago, right? I mean, if they're just here to take some samples of our of different parts of our planet, Earth and plant life and human beings and test us, they would have been here and gone already. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. They're still here. They're still hanging out. And I assume that probably a good chunk of them are hiding out underneath the ocean somewhere. There's probably motherships, you know, under the un, like in, under the oceans. That's where they are, in space somewhere outside of Earth's atmosphere. Maybe on the dark side of the moon. Maybe another. Maybe hanging out uh, near other planets in our solar system. Who knows? But they're here. They're here. And uh, it's time that uh, people start accepting that fact and um, and stop thinking. Stop listening to these debunkers who have nothing to offer on this except uh, nothing. I mean, actually, absolutely nothing. They don't bring anything to the table. The the Mick West of the world. All they do is. I mean, it's they're totally ridiculous. These people, absolutely ridiculous. The the debunkers. Anyway, let's move right right along here. And now that I'm talking about the bunkers, I guess I want to talk more about the debunkers. You know, I've talked about this before about people who 
um, they just can't, you know, like they're they're hanging on to the to to like the the latest the next tweet from from the debunkers all the time all the time. Like there's people out there that are trying to constantly debunk this whole phenomenon. And uh, for instance, you know Mick West, who's probably the most well known debunker online right now, he's constantly trying to say that certain UFO pictures are you know they they have prosaic explanations and there's nothing to see there when he really doesn't know what he's talking about a lot of the time. But for instance, uh, in recent weeks, uh, uh, the Calvine UFO image was released. Uh, a reporter, uh, UFO investigator, you know, published the Calvine UFO picture. It was something that was taken uh, taken by by two uh, um, two chefs, you know, re- uh, in in England in the Scottish Highlands um, back in the nineties. And this picture was supposed to be the best picture ever of a UFO. I've I've done a podcast this on this and a video. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. Uh, but I mean, within minutes of that thing coming out, Mick West had to go online really quick and say, "Whoa, it's just a. It could be a military kite." And then later on, then he tried to state that it was uh, was just a reflection of, of of an object on water, even though the picture was taken over rolling hills. But I mean, he came out almost immediately after that picture came out, you know, coming up with excuses for it. That is because there is an audience out there. There, there is a market out there. There's a market for disinformation, for debunking, for debunk. Because there's people out there, and you have to wonder about these people. I mean, and they think they know what they're. These people think they're smart. They act like they're. They, they pretend that they're smart. They think they're smart. They act like they're really smart about everything, and they know it all. Right, these people that follow people like Mick West and Stephen Greenstreet, right? That just, you know, they they need to be told on a regular basis that this stuff is there's there's prosaic explanations for all this and the, the whole extraterrestrial presence stuff is all a bunch of nonsense. They need to be told that all the time. I mean, these people. I mean, or you know, they think that they. they sometimes you'll see them online. They act like they, they they just received the. They think they're so smart that you know they act like they just received a briefing from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Or something, you know. They're, you know, they think that it's this is all uh, the stuff that we that people do see is some. It's just some top secret stuff in the Pentagon. That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how they act. You know, they think it's all, you know, just psyops. You know what I mean, man? Just psyops. That's all it is. Psyops. <laughs> I mean, these people are. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they're they're living their lives are complete fear. They're living their lives in total fear. Um, they have no idea what they're talking about. And they're hanging on to everything that's posted, every tweet, every every video, everything that these debunkers are putting out. There's a big type market for this. People don't want extraterrestrials on this planet. I get it. You know, I get it. But hey, that's the reality, dude. You know, that's the reality. You know, I, I don't know what else to say about this. I, I get tired of talking about it, but it's just... It's just a sad facet of the whole phenomenon, you know, the people who just won't accept it. They just can't accept it. They're just too afraid. And and there's a market and and you know, you know, I can't believe it. I just can't believe that they, you know, they need this. They need to hear these things. Sad for them really. Sad. I I'd hate to live my life like that. I really would. <laughs>